0: field in hamilton it's the eskimos and the hamilton tiger cats eskimos are six and three Tie Cats are three and five and uh, the commissioner is here yet again hey randy how are you randy Ambrosi joins us you've been on the pregame show so much we're gonna have to invite you to the christmas party coming up this year <laughs>
1: That's, i don't turn on a good christmas party so let's have it i'm uh, i'm all i'll be I'll love to be there
0: excellent we'll uh, we'll make sure you get the invite uh, i want to talk to randy about a couple of things but first and foremost news came out today uh, early this morning about a change uh, rules wise i don't know if it's a really change it's a it's a loosening of the strings a little bit on the TD celebration. I know we had a couple of things last week that kind of got the ball rolling and I know one mistake was made and admitted to and people in Edmonton were pretty upset about it what happened uh, at the Eskimo game uh, the following night but uh, the CFL I think made the right move and, and quickly today to uh, kind of take off the restraints on the touchdown celebrations so lead, lead me through kind of talk me through kind of what what happened today
1: yeah I think we you know we were watching the games last weekend and saw the inconsistency of the way that uh, you know was officiated and and we've said look we're gonna be when we make a mistake let's be honest about it I think mm-hmm. you're gonna have more credibility with our fans if we're if we're honest. Uh, So then we had a a team president's meeting uh, here in Toronto on Tuesday, and we put this on the agenda. And we said, look, when, you know, we want fans in these stadiums, we want them to enjoy the experience of coming out to the game. And part of that is going to be what happens when their team scores and the fun the players can have in the end zones. And we're seeing that all across the league. It is part of the game, and the guys when they when they these world class athletes have success and they get in the end zone, they have some fun. That's good for the game of football, and the presidents unanimously agreed with that. Uh, sent a note out to the to the governors as a follow up, and and the feedback we got was overwhelmingly positive, and so here we are tonight. Uh, you know when these when these players you know uh, have success and get in the end zone, I think we can have some uh, look forward to having some fun.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and and it's 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 kind of neat because they're creative guys in what they do, and so let's see how they're create creativity goes that uh, when they get into the end zone uh and the, i think the most important thing is everyone was was like you said was pretty unanimous right everyone was positive that this has to change
1: yeah absolutely you know i think if i can say this past year and and um, and a couple of months now have been successful one of the reasons has been that the team presidents and i and the rest of the league office staff are really i think we're really finding a way to work well together there's real good communication you know with the meetings are they're they're robust they're honest they're there, you know, there's a lot of energy in the room, and I think around these kinds of things, we're we're figuring out how to get to the heart of the matter and make uh, qu- make quick decisions.
0: That's the key too, and I, I think in this case, and in a couple of cases, I know with uh, your first year with the challenge flags changing that, um, and this, you, you you acted on what you heard from the fans right away, and it's hey, it's
1: their league, right? Well, it is, you know, and you know, going back uh, Morley to the challenge flag issue, I felt my, my I had my own feelings as a fan before I took this job, and then I brought that my own fandom into this role and then very quickly was you know, spending time in the stadiums this was the issue you know uh, the challenge flags was the issue and it was amazing how quickly the team presidents the rules committee and the governors rallied around what i think they were all feeling and we just had to kind of put the issue front and center and and i think you can look forward to to more of that to come
2: last week uh, in edmonton and and, and you know Tough situation with the smoke uh, situation for the wildfires, and I mean the people, poor people in BC are having it uh, way worse of a time than the people in Alberta. But it did threaten the cancellation or postponement of the game uh, against the Montreal Alouettes uh, last win, or last Saturday, excuse me. Uh, but thankfully, the winds picked up and cleared everything out of there enough that we could play. But tell me how. Th- what was that week like for you? Because this is something the league has never really faced before.
1: Yeah, no, and and all the credit goes to, you know, Ryan Jansen and um, and the football operations group who uh, worked together with Len. Uh, Len Rhodes was fantastic. It really, really leaned in hard. Uh, we immediately started investigating what what other leagues have on the books as it relates to, you know, air quality and then took from that uh, you know conversations with uh, with doctors the league doctors kind of what their what their thoughts were uh, we had some conversations with outside experts and then we brought it all together and again fantastic uh, testimony to how these people are working together len included they made a quick decision mm-hmm. this is the this is the standard and if we if we are if we're within that standard, let's play football. And it and fortunately it worked out that way. We're we're watching similarly uh, uh, this weekend in Calgary. Mm-hmm. Um, they woke up this morning to fairly poor air quality. Most of the week it's it was in the playable range, so we're watching it carefully. But I was on a call this afternoon, listening in again, and you know just like Len, uh, this time it was Wade Miller and John Huffnagel. and they were equally fantastic at uh, talking through how we would manage it in the event that um, you know we couldn't play the game for, for player safety reasons.
2: Yeah, it's a tricky thing because you just really can't make the call until the day of the game, right? So everyone's on pins and needles. I know it was a bit of an ominous feeling uh, waking up Saturday morning going... We're gonna play or not, right? And yeah. then until you until you got the word that they were they were gonna go. But it, you can't make this call too early.
1: No, you can't. I, I mean, what could be really helpful is if you got rain the day before, because the yeah. rain the rain definitely has an effect of uh, you know kind of cleaning up the air. So you know nothing better than a than a day before rain. But uh, look, I think we're. You know, maybe this is just the new world we live in. We're going to have to learn some new things, uh, learn to adjust on the fly. I'm awfully proud of the way the team has handled it. And I just hope, uh, like last weekend in Edmonton, I hope... uh we can look forward to a great game saturday night in calgary yep. you
0: got the diversity of strength t-shirt on that uh campaign uh, i think as i recall it kind of got started on a whim last year and that it took off last year it's been a huge success again this year hasn't it
1: yeah it has and you know i get uh, it it has it it uh it sparks a lot of conversation and uh you know i was talking with somebody earlier today and i said you know they asked me what it meant to me and i said well for me it's a, it's a reminder just the value of letting people into your life. And, uh, and, and so Joey Moss comes to mind. You know, Joey comes into the, you know, and, I'm, and those five years in Edmonton that I'm so incredibly proud of. And, uh, you know, know, any player who played there for any length of time will tell you, you know, at the end of a game, maybe you lost by five or maybe you lost by 25 and Joey would come and sit in the locker and put his arm around you. And you know what? Your life was better Mm -hmm. for having Joey Moss in it. And and so many of these players who we, we let them in and uh, let them into our lives let them into our game and they made our they made our league better i think they made our country better and having them in our lives made us better people so that i think to me that's what uh, that's what the campaign stands for
0: uh last one for you randy and we thank you for your time again uh see commissioner randy Ambrosie here uh we just had brock sunderland in here talking and, and he said the 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 number one problem he faces right now going forward as a gm is not being able to negotiate with his players especially his star quarterback right now because of the cba and i know it's it's uh, you know you don't blame the players you don't blame the uh, the GMs it's tough to to negotiate a long term deal right now because no one knows how big the pie is no one knows how big a piece they're going to get. Uh, do you have some kind of plan going forward that's going to allow? Because, I mean, if you don't in, you know, I'm just going in years past, it got it gets solved in, you know, in April or May, and then that's a lot of people to sign if, if you're not going to sign contracts until then. Do you got kind of a plan formulating yet about how that's,
1: that's going to shake down? Well, we're certainly talking a lot I about a it. CBA uh, is yeah, the you know, thing. but, uh, you know, look, I think it all starts by um, building the right relationship with the players and the player association. Um, I think we've been working hard at that, and really trying to help each other understand where we are you know where we want to go um i had a fantastic meeting just in the last couple of weeks with um with jeff and brian of the players association and i really like those guys well, they're offensive linemen to start, so how can you not like them? Um, but you know, no we just, bias there. Just talking about um, the opportunity to grow the game, and and uh, you know, something that you guys will start hearing, and and, uh, and I think we should all you know talk a lot about is uh, CFL 2.0. I I think that there's a chance to really energize this, and you know, for if people know the soccer world, England, the English English Football League, the EFL uh was what it was until 1993 when a group of teams broke away and started the premier league and then in 1996 they went international they decided they would bring players in from around the world and now 1996 to today the english premier league is the most successful sporting league in the world Mm -hmm. and it's it's evidence of what happens when you think big it's evidence that you can take something the english football league the efl now the british the english premier league the most successful league in the world and frankly i don't think that the cfl deserves anything less and i think if we think about that together with the players we can we can conquer all challenges and build something that one day we'll all look back you know the three of us and all the listeners and we'll all look back and say wow look at what we did mm-hmm. in building the greatest sports league in the world All right, Randy, uh,
0: we're uh, late for the newsroom, but we'll uh, say thanks very much for your time. I appreciate it. Enjoy the game tonight. Yeah, great to see both of
1: you. Thanks very much. Great stuff.
0: That is uh, a CF.